0: Of separation. And today I want to talk about how possibly, perhaps, connection could be good medicine for you. According to the American Psychological Association, most Americans are suffering from moderate to high levels of stress, and 44% report that their stress level has increased over the past five years. With the evolution of consciousness, climate change, increased technology, radical cultural change, and the global transition that we're in, our stressors are changing as well. And life is different than ever before. Your body is an extraordinary, intelligent, and complex energetic system of consciousness. You were taught to take good care of your body and it will take care of you. But does that still hold true? We've heard eat high quality organic food, drink plenty of pure water, move your body every day, breathe clean air, get good sleep, reduce environmental toxins, declutter your life, develop a spiritual practice, and live with an attitude of gratitude. This formula is still a good foundation for your health. Yet, how does evolution shift your relationship with your body and your relationship with stress? How do you sort through the plethora of information and misinformation coming at you? How do you tune into the subtle energies? How do you manage the fast pace and the ever-changing terrain? How do you stay calm? When the world around you seems to be anything but calm? How do you maintain your individual expression while losing yourself in the greater whole? These questions are so important. There's so many more because I hear from evolutionary leaders all the time, and things are changing. And how can we, as those evolutionary leaders, help others in these times of stress? Well, today, We're going to explore stress management for the conscious evolutionary. And I invite you to take a few deep breaths. Bring your awareness into this moment. Open your mind and heart and settle into your essential wholeness. As I introduce our guest, one of our fan favorites and one of my favorites, Cheryl Lynn. Cheryl Lynn is a medical intuitive healer. And cosmic conduit who acts as a channel for messages from your higher levels of consciousness and healing energies that can rewire you energetically and have a profound impact on your physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being. Cheryl Lynn's compassionate and direct communication style creates a safe and nurturing space for you to open and receive what is next for you on your path. The information that Cheryl Lynn shares can assist you in understanding your soul's journey and help you to move to the next level in the areas of relationship, career, life purpose, health, and much, much more. And today we're going to turn our attention to this perennial and yet perhaps escalating topic of stress. Welcome back to the show, Cheryl Lynn.
1: Hello. Thank you so, so much for having me here. I uh, love, love our time together.
0: Thank you. Thank you for being here, Sherilyn. And thank you for helping me tackle this topic. I kind of mentioned to you earlier that I got this podcast um, or this, um, excuse me, email that was talking about the needs of what people are wanting. And it it had the top 10. And number one was stress management. Mm-hmm. How do we manage stress? And yet I took that, I was reading that and I was thinking, you know what? The old ways of stress management just don't seem adequate anymore because things are changing. And and I'll give you the one big thing that I, I really want to open with after I ask you my traditional first question. But the information is even changing. And that causes stress itself. So we have a lot to tackle here. And and I have hopefully Um, a a list of 10 that if people stay tuned with us, we're going to give you some real practical good down to earth um, tips, tools, resources, as well as a good conversation. So Cheryl, first, let's go to my traditional first question. You've answered it a lot, but maybe there's something of wisdom that wants to emerge here with this topic of, of stress in our lives here. So Cheryl Lynn, what does all things connected mean to you today?
1: Well, with the topic that you've presented about stress, which is definitely up, I've noticed it with friends, clients, family members, where people are just so inundated with even a lot of solutions, which can get confusing and actually add to the stress. We'll just take this class, just do this type of meditation, just eat this, don't eat that. And it's that actually adds to the stress. And what it does is it can make us feel very alone and disconnected from each other as we're trying to navigate our own mind and what we actually want to take of this information to better our own lives and come to a place of balance and peace and feel like we can actually cope with all of the changes and all of the stress out in the world. So all things connected to me right now in this moment with this topic is really about remembering our connection to each other, because even when, you're commiserating with a friend and they're talking about their stress and you're talking about your stress, even that can feel isolating sometimes because you think, well, they don't really understand because they're not going through what I'm going through. And I don't really understand them because I don't fully know what they're going through, but it doesn't matter. The truth is, is that our humanness, our ability to handle stress has been challenged and everyone's in the same boat. (laughs) So some people handle it better than others. And, um, you know, we certainly can learn from each other, but leaning on each other in these times and remembering that we are connected, that's what all things connected for me in this moment. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.
0: I'm going to bring in some of those um, tips and tools for connection later and we can talk about them. But let's start with this basic health needs. And, you know, we talk about the basics of and you know what? I didn't say sunshine. I like I left that long list in the intro because it is important for all of us to be reminded again that there's some fundamental essential pieces to our health. And so, you know, I was talking about high quality organic foods, water, exercise, all of those things. And then I, like I said, I, I forgot sunshine, which is an essential as well, and in, in connecting with the earth and grounding. There's so many different things, but we're hearing so much, Cheryl. So as a medical intuitive and as a seer of the physiology and, and energy systems that we are, I'm wondering what you might want to add to the idea that, you know, we used to be able to teach stress management and say, minimize your stressors, take care of your body do these things and that is changing
1: it's changing because all of that the list is great and there's nothing wrong with it but underneath all of that the stress that we're feeling is a is a much deeper kind of spiritual stress where we are that feeling of disconnection that i mentioned That feeling of, wow, you know, I've always been able to meditate in a certain way and it brings me peace. But now, even when I meditate and then someone mentions something from the news, I'm getting I'm getting uh, attached to whatever it is that the latest news tragedy that's being amplified. And I'm having a, a more difficult time coming back to center, coming back to who I really am. And I think it's more of an identity crisis. That is affecting our health more so than all of the, the external stressors like, um, uh, you know, things happening in the environment and the, you know, we we're always looking for these solutions to help our bodies to cope with a world that's very stressful, but it, there have always been stressors, no matter. How much we compare our current times with the past, there's always been dramatic weather. There's always been, well, as far as, far as we can remember, there's been wars or people fighting or um, uh, harsh conditions that we had to overcome in order to survive physically, droughts. And so there. there's always been stressors. What has changed now is that we are bombarded with the awareness of it from all sides, not only with the awareness of the stressors. So even if you don't tune into the news, a a family member might be tuning into the news. And even if they don't say anything, you can feel their stress. Even if you don't know why they're stressed out, you can just feel it. It's just in the field of our environment. But. Beyond that, those stressors that we feel is our connection to something greater, our connection to understand that we're having a human experience. The human experience has never, no one ever said it was going to be pain-free, trouble-free um, and sickness-free, you know, there there is a degenerative process that happens with the human body. And, um, sometimes I think we're just fighting that thinking that that is the way that that we need to fight aging, that we need to fight symptoms and all it does is really anchor them in more deeply.
0: Mm. You, um, you mentioned a couple of things I want to just follow up on because I think they're important. I'm going to talk about the consciousness in a second because you you just barely touched on that. But I'm going to go back to the news. And when you were talking about that, these things have always happened and yet now we're hearing about them. And, and, you know, perhaps it's all escalating, but you're right. There's so many different news outlets, media outlets, social media is in our face, in our pocket almost all the time. It amazes me how I can post something and instantaneously people are responding. It's like just, it's like they're right there. So the thing I wanted to bring back, Cheryl, is this idea of all the information coming at us. And I'm going to give you an example of what I think is kind of a crazy, conflicting information is literally... Um, I don't watch TV much and um, actually I went and spent five weeks at my daughter's and it was interesting to see Netflix and Hulu and and things that I, you know, I don't normally, we usually just have like um, cable TV. And so to see all the different ways that you can take in programming, but when I returned home, just, it was probably last week I, um, had the TV and we were trying to fix it because something was wrong with it and we couldn't get on the news. And when it came back on, it was on, um, let me just, I'm not going to say if it was a, a conservative or liberal channel, but what happened was it was, I literally had both a conservative channel and a liberal channel on at the same time of news. And we were looking for my son-in-law, who's working for CBS and is, a, is, is, is anyway, was covering a story. So we were looking for it. So I had a liberal view and a, and a conservative view. And literally, Cheryl, if you are not tuned in with the world around you each of those programs created a whole different picture of the world and what's going on. An incre- a, a whole completely different picture. So I'm just going to throw this back out at you before we talk about consciousness again. But this information that's coming, this literally depends on what we tune into of what kind of experience of the world we're going to have. And that conflicting um, picture creates stress in itself. And then we go, what's truth? What's not truth? Who's telling the truth? This world's crazy. I mean, we project a lot of things outward when we're trying to make sense of all this craziness that we're experiencing. So do you want to add anything to this conflicting information that comes in?
1: Well, one of the things that as you were, as you were speaking, I was thinking about, um, one of the things that I've learned and for myself and also working with clients um, over the past years is that our, we're wired. So we have that older part of the brain, the reptilian part of the brain that's wired to protect us from disaster, from being eaten, from being killed, from being emotionally scarred, it's it's designed to protect us from that. But the way that our, for the most part, the way that humanity uh, lives these days, we don't actually have to worry about our survival. At least in the Western world, the Western, you know. Um, uh, countries like you know we're privileged to live here in the United States and yet that part of the brain is getting triggered all the time and what happens is when we get that information in the body actually acts like it's in danger so even though you're you when you think about it when you use your intellect to assess it and you go well I'm not in any danger watching this, you know, bombing happen, happening across the world. I'm, there's nothing happening right here. You can talk yourself out of it, but your body is has already responded to that information as if it's happening right in your own backyard. And that is one of the keys to to helping yourself deal with that stress. You know, I do something um called the reptilian brain bypass. And what it does is it you still need that part of your brain because you do need protection from actual dangers so that you don't walk in front of a bus or put your hand on a hot fire or if so- someone's running after you with a knife, you want to run. You want your adrenaline to kick in and that part of the brain's responsible for that. But other than that, you want to be able to have Your your um, information system go to your your knowing, your knowing of truth beyond an intellectual understanding, because this an intellectual understanding only does some some level of calming yourself down. You have to go beyond that to the part of you that is connected to all of infinite wisdom you know whatever whatever you call that connection that can actually have you go there and, re- and then then the calm happens because you realize that you you're not actually in danger in the moment and this goes for anything you know you can have a physical symptom even where you're you know, and and I've experienced this where you know I I have a pain in my abdomen or something, and immediately my mind's going, oh my god, what's going on? And blah, 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 and thinking about someone else who had a pain that was similar, and you know they ended up going to the hospital because they had this thing go go wrong, or and the mind starts doing that, and what do you think the body does? It <laughs> it immediately starts acting as if it's happening, as if that pain that you had is is a danger and that it's and that actually then creates a reality where your body starts to act from a place of stress. So I think yeah, and I'm already getting to the solution part of it that we're we're talking about this, but that was immediately what I thought of. You know, we're bombarded by all of this information. How do we get from the intellectual understanding that, okay, we're not in danger right now, or sometimes we are, you know, if a tornado is coming and you hear the sirens going off, you know that you're actually in danger and you better get to the basement, right? But um, overall, as we're, as we're going through our lives, this is the thing I think that has gone off, that we have started to operate more and more from that reptilian part of the brain as we're getting bombarded with more and more information that looks to the body like danger. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for bringing that in. And just the the idea of, of the reptilian brain and understanding, it, it, you know, it's fascinating to look at the brain and how the brain develops. And we go from that ret- reptilian to the spiritual as our brain develops over time, and that leads me to this whole conversation of consciousness, because we are evolving in consciousness. we're we're expanding in consciousness is another way to say that that we literally have different segments of the population who are going through, different levels of consciousness at the same time as we're coming into these brand new capacities of our mind body and of consciousness and that expansion. And so literally it's kind of like taking a um, different lenses that we look through to see the world around us. And so those who are still in this Consciousness of separation are literally looking out and feeling separate from the world, the earth, other humans, um, the creative source. So, in separation, we literally need to protect ourselves, right? Because it's it's about competition and and you know we we really have to the survival of the fittest the old way of looking at at consciousness and then there are those who are seeing the world from the place of unity and and unity consciousness and understanding the interconnectedness now most of our listeners are in more toward the interconnectedness but the rest of the world is in alarm. Like it's, it's a, what do they say in a firehouse where there's a, a, so many bells? Yeah, fire, like a, a, whatever you would call that. It's like the whole world's on fire. Oh my gosh, all the alarm bells are going off. Mm-hmm. And so this is a unique issue that we have now on the planet is that there are those who can come into that place of spiritual calm and unity consciousness of of peace not ignoring what's happening around them staying in that place of compassion and concern but able to deal with the stressors in front of them very differently than those who don't understand and don't have an idea, and and feel like the whole world is falling apart. So as we hold both worldviews here, I'm wondering if you want to add anything to that because I think that's an important piece here that is unique to the evolutionary leaders, the evolutionary thought leaders of of how do we hold. That level of of proficiency in managing the stressors, and yet really, we feel other people's stress. we feel the crisis, the chaos, the turmoil, the fear there's so much going on, so i'm <laughs> going to throw that in what do you what do you <laughs>
1: yeah there's a lot. Yeah. I feel like yeah. there's there's tendrils, and we could go in twenty different directions. yeah, um, i'm I'm thinking about a client that I spoke with earlier, and she's in Europe, and um she uh, she was feeling very isolated in her, you know, and she's one of these evolutionary expanded consciousness people, but feeling very isolated in her mission. And I think that this is a common thread. I don't care how evolved you are on the spiritual path, that there are moments where it's just, it, it can feel very, you can feel very lonely because, and the reason for that is because even if you have a similar path, like you and I have a lot of similarities in crossover, but we also have our unique way of being in the world and our unique vision And sometimes even when you have that unique vision vision and you have other people that you've you've found that you can talk to, you can still feel very alone because you're the only one that's here doing your mission. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's important that we acknowledge that and that we. I mean, I think, I think that, oh, me too. You, you feel that way? Me too. That alone, just acknowledging that I think is really important and not acting like we always have it all together because it's just not true. I haven't met anyone who has it all together 100% of the time. I feel like that's what's going to happen when we don't have a human body anymore, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but while we're having this human experience... You know this is part of it it's part of it feeling that the separation and the and the unity both that we have both of that and that it's just about integrating that integrating the awareness of being connected and also being on a solo journey
0: beautiful Well, we we need to take a break. And when we come back, I want to dig into um, more of those tips, tools, and and resources. And, And who knows? Maybe some storytelling continued because this is such an important topic for our time. And I think the bottom line is, is that connection and wholeness is the medicine of our time. So when we come back, we're going to speak so much more with Cheryl Lynn and the topic of this new evolutionary stress management. We'll be right back. The Empower Meditation Channel Nice. Prepare to be boarded. Flagship, starboard bound. What? No, not by the enemy flagship. By garbage. Me, be beautiful ocean, be full of it these days. It flows in from rivers and drain pipes. Many a folk don't know that when they throw trash on the ground, it eventually makes its way into the ocean. How can I enjoy Sail Me Bonnie's Seas with all this trash in it? Why, there's soda pop bottles, plastic bags, even stinky leftover takeout well, men! Lend us a hand by always recycling and disposing of your trash properly. If you don't, I'll make you walk me plank. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Seriously though, learn more what you can do to keep the oceans healthy at keepoceansclean.org. Brought to you by the Keep Oceans Clean Alliance and the Ad Council. I don't believe it. My savings are gone, they're gone. You're kidding. Nope, they're gone. They're gone, gone. Okay, all right. Think about it.
1: Where did you have them last?
0: I remember I was home, then I took them, and then I spent them on that vacation to Aruba. Then I bought this miniature suit of armor I saw in the in-flight magazine. And that's the last you saw of your savings? Yes. This is
1: so weird. I know, right? Weird? Uh, not really. Not saving now means no money later. You'd be surprised how quickly a little money from every paycheck can really add up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org.
0: The armor is cool, though.
1: Oops, I think I broke its gauntlet. You broke my favorite part. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration.
0: Radio to inspire, encourage, and empower you. This is Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also, stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation And stay connected. Connected, connected. We're going to talk more about connection here, but I want to let you know you can find Cheryl at CherylLynn.com and connect with either of us on Facebook. There's lots going on and you are not alone. So Cheryl, let's start right there. We're talking about this new kind of stress in the world. And um, I think you, without even my prompt, brought Back in connection a couple different times. And to me, I think that that is the medicine um, for the evolutionary thought leaders here in this time of change. And it's not always easy. You brought up feeling lonely and feeling alone. I have 10 other kinds of connections besides that human connection, but let's go there first and see what... Might want to emerge when we say or ask, How do we create that human connection with others? How do we stay connected? We are feeling alone, we feel lonely. How do we create that human connection?
1: Well, one of the things um, that I've noticed recently is that many of our colleagues, I will call them, have felt the need to have more in-person interactions. So those of us who've done webinars and you have this wonderful radio show and you and I commune on Zoom or Skype, you know, we have that level of connection and it's wonderful. I don't know how I could live in a rural area like I do without that, but it is not a substitute for in-person connection. And I feel like there are there's a longing for that more and more for those of us who have that sense of feeling isolated just to come together so in that way even if they're even in small ways if you could you know maybe maybe take a trip where you meet up with a friend who lives in another area and just spend a day or spend a weekend together so that you have that connection. So you can give each other a hug so that you can watch each other's facial expressions without the screen being the interface. I think that that is a really important thing. And you can do that you can get that need filled in other ways, you know, even if it's not someone that you're having these deeper conversations with, there are ways just in your daily life to make connections with people that you run into in the supermarket and take those chances to connect with someone. I know when I take the time to ask how, I mean, really genuinely ask how the supermarket checkout person is doing they always seem surprised that I'm actually having a conversation with them and that they want to connect, that I want to connect with them on it. The, and I actually really want to know, how are you doing today? You know.
0: I love that random idea too of connecting with people that you might not be super close to. I know we crave that deeper, deeper connection, but even those connections in the supermarket, like you say, are important and and provide really good medicine. I I also um, have been really mindful lately of paying attention to those I feel connected to, and what I've been noticing is the ones I feel most connected to are those who might ask me a personal question not even just get on a meeting and hey we're all here and we're talking about something a shared mission shared passion whatever it be but someone who would reach out and say hey julie how how was your how was the flood are you all cleaned up hey julie how was and then it's like oh yeah i'm seen i'm heard i'm recognized i'm valued so ask those questions, be the initiator and, and ask that personal question of even, um, people you might not know very well. And, and you're giving them the medicine of connection. And I guarantee the next place you go, somebody will, will return it and you'll, you'll get it back. Okay. You also mentioned, Cheryl, I want to switch, switch to another connection. I got a whole list of them here. Mm -hmm. Connection with with the divine, aligning with the divine, experiencing the presence of God, that spiritual practice, prayer, meditation, whatever it is of for us to really cultivate that experience of the presence of God, creator, source, spirit, whatever we want to say there.
1: What can you add to that? Take time to be quiet. <laughs> mm. That's really, you know, people get all into their head about well, you know, I try to meditate and like, you know, I find myself just really having a hard time being still. And it doesn't matter. There's really simple ways. We're just being quiet and tuning into the fan that's blowing in the room with your eyes closed for ten minutes. And don't do anything else. And when your mind wanders, just keep bringing it back to the fan or whatever the sound in the room that's constant. And that's it. There is something about just doing something as simple as that. You can do it out in nature when you're walking, just even though you're, you're actively moving, you can just allow yourself to, to just observe everything instead of trying to think about what you're going to have for dinner or what it just, Just like be with nature, just be present. So, because that's really all it is. It's just being present to what's there instead of what you're being bombarded with. Your senses are being bombarded with. What is there like beyond that, beyond your senses?
0: I love that. So I I just want to reframe this again with the connecting with nature love it connecting with all of creation go outside connect with the earth lay on the earth connect with the trees connect with the plants and then i want to add is this connecting with the presence of god along with nature connect with the arts all the arts music art drama dance all of the arts really can create that experience of the presence of God with us. I don't know if you want to add to that, but I also want to follow up on something else you said.
1: Well, um, and I w- it was was going to complete with the connecting with the divine um, with a little anecdote um, from last night. we had a we had a little fire outside our house in one of these fire pits, and we were sitting around the fire. and as the fire was d- dying down, my partner Brian said, I wonder how many people realize that when they're staring at the fire and being quiet, that they're actually meditating. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought that was great because it is, it's very meditative and you don't even, you're not trying to do anything. It's just mesmerizing. Um, but as far as the arts, that is a great way to get out of your head as well, to just allow yourself to express in whatever way, even if you're just humming, You know, it's, it's a way to express yourself in a, in a, and your creativity. Because I think when we're in that creative mode, all those out external stressors, they're just not present because you can't be, you know, freaking out about something that you're hearing and being in that mode of just allowing, although that actually can be a catalyst too. Like if you've heard something that, and and it stirred you up and you're anxious and you can, use music or art to express that and let it let it come through you so that you're not holding it in your body.
0: Mm, beautiful. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So next you kind of mentioned this earlier in the first half and I just want to bring this one back. Connecting with your own innate wisdom, your own inner guidance, we were talking about the noise coming at us, all the varying kinds of information and and this super information age, but we're moving into this age of intuition. So what can you share with us, Cheryl, about connecting with our innate wisdom and inner guidance?
1: Um, Well, the thing that I was mentioning before, that reptilian brain bypass, it's a very, and it's hard to explain the whole thing because it's a whole process, but it really all it all it is, is the part of you and physiologically that's located. And um, I'm sure most of your listeners know that the third eye is your other way of seeing. And it's using that your your seat of all knowing is from that Intuition that is at your pineal gland, which is your third eye, and that, which is connected to all of infinite wisdom. When you tune in that way, and you, you just um, clear away all those doubts by using it, by using your intuition, and just doing it, even when you have the doubts. Eventually, it starts to just retrain you to trust it because you get more and more exam the more you practice using your intuition the more you 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 trust yourself that you're actually getting correct information mm.
0: and most of our listeners i know a lot of my clients will say right now and and i am one of them how instantaneous the intuition is um just instantaneous. So trust Mm -hmm. it. It's like coming so fast and it's like a direct connection now. So trust that. So thank you, Cheryl. You mentioned the pineal gland and the third eye. So I'm going to move to connect with your heart. I think this is an important one. What do you want to say about that?
1: Well, that's, that's actually the third part of the reptilian brain bypass is the heart. (laughs) (laughs) So it's perfect. I didn't mention it, but you, so when you are used to, assessing everything through the reptilian part of the brain and like, oh my God, is it safe? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God And you instead use the pineal gland, which is your connection to direct knowing and that instantaneous knowing. And then you use your heart to because the heart will never steer you wrong as far as assessing things. Is this going to bring me closer to love or further away? Is this person does do they have a loving uh, do they have a loving intention that's so the heart is really important for assessing things, whether they're coming from love or not. And the, the part that many of us have blocked around the heart has to do with that feeling of broken heartedness where we're so disappointed either by love or by the, the way things, the way the world is. And it, it, feel, we can like feel it in our heart. It's like our heart breaks for the world. And what, the more that we can see things from a bigger perspective, a bigger perspective and see that even the most horrific things that we come in contact with, that just feel like there's, they're destructive forces. If we can see that sometimes they're actually designed to break things apart so something new can emerge. And then the heart has an opportunity to say, all right, how can I bring more love to this situation? How can I contribute more love to bring more love to whatever I'm doing? Mm,
0: Brilliant. And that a brilliant lead into the next one I had on my list. So this is perfect. Connecting with the world in service to others volunteer help your neighbor reach out do random acts of kindness there's so many ways that we can connect to the world through service and i'm wondering what you might want to add to that
1: This is a tricky one, because one of the things that happens and adds to our stress is we feel guilty. There's like many people feel guilty. They feel like they're not doing enough. They feel like, you know, that they need to do everything, that if they see suffering, it's their responsibility to do something about it. And part of doing this in a more relaxed and Aligned way is to understand that first of all, I in I know everyone that's listening knows intellectually you can't do everything. But when you see someone suffering, you want to help. And you have to ask yourself, is this mine to do? Because even though that person is suffering, or that group of people is suffering, or the planet is suffering, you may that may not be your peace. And if you Are focusing your energy on it and trying to figure out how you can do it even if it's not your skill set or even if it's not your calling you're not using your unique gifts and your unique talents to to actually help in the area that you're meant to help in so I think that that's an important piece to to make sure that we're asking that question is this mine to do and then just trust that if it's not yours to do, it is someone's to do, and that there are people that that's their passion. They're the ones that are, you know, going to organize a rally. If you're not a person who does that kind of thing, and, or uh, you know, start a campaign or run for office or whatever, um, but just recognizing that you have your unique place and that just asking yourself, how is it that I'm meant to serve?
0: Excellent. Well, I, that was next on my list. So I'm going to come right back to that, but I just want to just close this piece up with the importance of what you're saying is that literally yours can be right in front of you. It might be that you bake bread and take it to your neighbor. It might be that you volunteer to mow their lawn. It might be that you um, right now we have flooding so flooding in this area we go out and we help and we we help tear out the carpet and and you know send gift cards so people can have dinner tonight you know there's a lot of different ways that might be smaller than what you would choose just like you said it's tricky because we have guilt we should be out there you know planting trees for the rainforest and feeding every starving child and stopping the war in Syria and but literally it could be in your own backyard and it could be small and contained and aligned with your gifts and purpose and so thank you for bringing that back and I and I want to say that guilt piece too that there are those who will say well why aren't you out marching and protesting for this why aren't you joining us and and doing this not everything is ours to do so that brings me to my sixth one that you just again organically brought up in that conversation is connecting with our own unique purpose and life path our own unique talents and gifts so I, I don't know if we need to say much more about that, but that can be an incredible stress management tool for those evolutionary leaders that are listening. Is there anything more you want to say about unique purpose?
1: Uh, th- with this one, sometimes, because uh, I was just thinking about how it could, because uh, I'm, I'm looking at each thing that you're saying, saying th- thinking about, could this also cause stress? <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> I think I think when it comes to life purpose and I know you have the same thing with people you work with, that it can be stressful, like not knowing it or feeling like you don't know it. And with this one, I would say if you get in your if you're in your head about it, get some help, you know, talk to a good friend, talk to, you know, a counselor of some sort and help define what your purpose is if you're feeling like you're not sure or you're um, feel like it's changed. Just get get some feedback, get some help hear yourself talk about it and and get to what it what that is.
0: You know I, we just had a conversation a dinner conversation with my young niece and nephew. It was my daughter and my husband and um, an 18 year old and a 21 year old and they were they're both in college and my daughter had asked um, about, their direction in life. You know, what are you studying? What do you want to do? And this whole incredible stress thing of, you know, how do we choose? Where, how do we know, Um, you know, uh, that pressure was all right there. And it was really fascinating how we moved through that conversation by talking about how you, you're going to be so equipped to do so many different things, you're going to have tons of skill, talent. They're both incredibly talented, amazing, smart, innovative. But having that be this one huge, clear direction and purpose isn't the point, and I think I, I would go back to how we we're talking about connecting with our heart, connecting with the world in service, connecting with our innate wisdom and our innate inner genius, our inner guidance is that whatever's presenting in this moment is ours to do. You know, it's like come back down the unique purpose is going to vibrate differently in your mind and body. You know, you're going to feel it differently than it being the burden or the the guilt or all those other things that you're talking about. So I'm really appreciating, Cheryl Lynn, how you're bringing the stress part of these back in because that is so true. And so thank you for that and guiding people to, to get that help if, if it's overwhelming and big. So, okay, the next one is connecting with our bodies and this is kind of shifting but we're talking we've talked about moving and food and water and air and, and, and environment and all those things. What more would you want to say about connecting with our bodies?
1: well I can I can say personally I just had this aha for myself and I am certain that many people who are listening are going to relate to this. I believe, just from talking to others, that there's a part of us, even if it's just once in a while, that just goes, it's really hard being a human in a body on the planet at this time. It's probably always been challenging, but there's this feeling of sometimes, how do I, how do I, feel good in my physical body as a human being? And how do I um, avoid avoiding it? (laughs) (laughs) So, so for me, it was a realization that just admitting it and saying, you know what, some days I would rather not feel the pain of the world. I I just don't want to feel it. And so there can be all sorts of different creative ways that we can disconnect and not feel it. Um, the thing is, it just suppresses the pain. It's supre—it's still there. We're still reacting to it, but we're covering it up with, for me, I start noticing that I'm, I'm not moving my body and I'm not, and I'm eating mindlessly. And so then I feel numb and then I'm not feeling anything, but I feel physically not good when I do that. So, and other people, it might be alcohol, you know, just having another glass of wine, or it might be, um, distracting themselves with television or whatever. So I think that the first step is just acknowledging that it is hard some days. It's, it's hard to feel, to, to be connected to all of the suffering in a more vivid way because of, Uh, because of our connectedness through the airwaves, through media, through uh, even if you don't watch TV, like I said before, you're connected with people who do and who are feeling that stress. And when you're around them, you can feel it. You can feel it when you're driving your car and people are getting really impatient You know, because they want to get home where they can relax and get away from the stress. So it's affecting you, you know, unless you're living on a mountaintop somewhere and are not tuning in at all, you know, is probably um, affecting you in some way. So acknowledging that, that it is hard some days and finding strategies that will help you push through. Yeah. Present.
0: Cheryl, and I have one more and we have about two minutes here before I'm going to wrap and 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 bring in a, a really beautiful quote that kind of weaves it all together for us. So the last one I had written down is connecting with the present moment. Get out of the future, get out of the past, let go of the emotional baggage, lighten up your load and come back and connect in the present moment with the present moment. What can you add?
1: it's It's easier said than done, right? <laughs> but that is i mean we're we're here to have this human experience, you know, just just like we were talking about of staying connected to the body. We're here to have this human experience. It's not all sunshine and flowers and rainbows. Sometimes there's pain and suffering, and we're witness to it. But how we perceive it and how we choose to interact with it is the thing that makes a difference. And the only thing that we can do is keep bringing ourselves back, as you say, to the present moment. Because in the present moment, that's where the inspiration, if we're supposed to do something about whatever the thing is that's stressing us out, if we're supposed to do something about it, the solution exists in the present moment. The calm exists in the present moment. We exist in the present moment. We don't actually exist in the future or in the past. We're right here right now having this experience. So anything that you can do, and we've talked about some things that, that can help get us into the present moment. That it I mean, that's the whole point of being here and being alive and being human.
0: Beautiful. Sherilyn, thank you. For me, um, I had no idea where we were going to go today today with this, but I loved the the, the way you brought in the stressors with the medicine for the medicine and all of this, it was, you, you brought so much brilliance and insight into this conversation. Thank you again for joining hey, me today. Hey,
1: thank you for creating that list. That was awesome. <laughs> and I'm sure there's more, like I, I can feel we're going to, we're going to get off and, and your listeners too are going to say, oh, well, what about this connecting with this and connecting with that? And yeah, there's more because yeah. We all- about connection.
0: Yeah, it, it, absolutely. I, I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep working on it too. So I do want to leave you listeners today with the words of David Hawkins. I love this quote, and it really is beautiful bringing in all these things we talked about today. In the presence of God, all suffering ceases. One has returned to one's source, which is not different from one's own self. It is as though one had forgotten or is now awakened from a dream. All fears are revealed to be groundless. All worries are foolish imaginings. There is no future to fear nor past to regret. There is no errant ego self to admonish or correct. There is nothing about which to feel ashamed or guilty. There is no other from which one can be separated. No loss is possible. Nothing needs to be done. No effort is required. And one is free from the endless tug of desire and want. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie show, all things connected. Remember together, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.